Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. It is our Lord and Savior Jesus who tells us this story. The story of the rich man and Lazarus. You know, it is interesting to look at different paintings of this Bible story. The rich man is always surrounded by friends and servants, tables furnished with food. And the rich man's gaze is always on one of these friends who is engaged in conversation or looking at an alluring woman or perhaps glancing at the delicacies that are spread out all over the table. Poor Lazarus in the paintings is surrounded by dogs, often pictured with his eyes toward heaven or with his hands folded in prayer. One artist paints this scene from outside the house. It's a great imposing house with a stone staircase leading all the way up to the front door. And the rich man is making his way up those stairs with a bag of money in each hand. And his eyes are turned down looking at one of the money bags. And Lazarus? Lazarus in that same painting is pictured lying sideways on the ground beside the staircase, half dead. His eyes turned in their sockets, looking up to heaven. Jesus' story of the rich man and Lazarus warns us against greed, against loveless ease. Here in this story, Jesus calls on us to help and support our neighbor in every physical need even and especially when our neighbor is in pain and poverty. Jesus warns us to beware the love of money, which might turn us away from our neighbor and even away from God. But above all, Jesus' story teaches us to look to our God in the midst of life's trouble, to listen to His Scriptures and their promises, and to set our hearts on the joy and comfort of His coming kingdom. Poor Lazarus. Fortunate Lazarus. He lives in misery, but at his death, God's angels carry him to a place of blessed comfort together with Abraham and the saints. Lucky rich man. Tragic rich man. He lived lavishly, But at his death, he goes to Hades. There, in the agony of that fire, the formerly rich man finally lifts up his eyes to heaven. He petitions Father Abraham that he might be brought just a few drops of water to cool his tongue. But Abraham denies his request with this reply. Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. Now don't get me wrong, Jesus is not teaching that there is a direct and necessary causal relationship here. That is to say that not all of those blessed with good things in this life are therefore tormented in the next. Nor are those burdened with difficult things in this life for that reason comforted in the next. The point, rather, is that what ultimately matters are not the passing things of this age, 
but rather the blessed comfort or agonizing torment of the next age, the one to come. For that which comes last, lasts. The life of the coming age is coming, and it will never end. Jesus granted to His disciples, this disciple John a vision of this great permanent reversal. The book of Revelation describes a mighty seventh angel blasting his trumpet and loud voices in heaven declaring the kingdom of this world has come. The kingdom of our God and of His Christ. And He will reign forever and ever. The redeemed will stand before His throne. They will see Christ's face and His name will be upon their foreheads. They will need no lamp, light, or sun, for the Lord their God will be their light. But not so for those who clung to the kingdoms of this age to worship the beast of this age and receive its mark. No, they will drink of full strength the cup of God's wrath. They will be tormented with fire and sulfur, and the smoke of their torment will go up forever and ever. And they will have no rest, day or night. The kingdoms of this age, the present orders, the present injustices, the present deprivations, the present humiliations, the present boastings, the present health and prosperity, the present illnesses and weaknesses and tragedies, the present stores of wealth, and the present pains of poverty, All that which belongs to this fading age is soon coming to an end. For the rich man, it ended abruptly at his death. For Lazarus, too. But what comes next will never end. That which comes last, lasts. Take warning. Take comfort. The blessed inheritance of those who trust in Christ is final and permanent. It is everlasting. Lazarus suffered greatly in the here and now in his daily life. But from the standpoint of the coming age, all that is in the past. And now after his death and here in the company of Abraham and the saints, he has found comfort. Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner, bad things. Now he is comforted. Comfort, peace, joy with Christ, and with the people of Christ forever. Jesus tells this story as a warning to the Pharisees, who Luke tells us were lovers of money. And so this story stands as a warning to us. For we too are tempted to love the good things of this life, wealth and earthly honor. But of course, it's not wrong to ask God for our daily bread. Jesus actually teaches us to do so. Without guilt, but rather with gratitude, Jesus calls us to receive the blessings which God provides for us in this life. To receive them with thanksgiving. The health of the body. Clothing and shoes. Food and drink. House and home. Wife and children land, animals, and all which God gives. For these good things we are to thank God and give praise to Him.
But God has nowhere promised us bounty or uninterrupted ease in this life. He has not promised us honor and recognition in the world's eyes. He has not promised us fine clothes. He has not promised us good things. Not now. Sometimes His people are clothed with sores and sickness. Sometimes His people face heartache over their children. Disappointment in their retirement years. Seeming failure in the pursuit of their dreams. Tragic accidents which bring life to a screeching halt. Sometimes God's people must endure terrible things. Hurting and humiliation. Sometimes they must live as beggars. But God has promised His lasting bounty. His lasting joy are found in Jesus Christ in the world to come. This is the testimony of Moses and the prophets to whom Abraham points the rich man and his family. And of course, in the Gospels and the Epistles too, for that matter. These Scriptures portray the promises of God and God does not lie. Whoever turns aside from these divine promises in Christ to set his heart instead on earthly pleasures and riches is a fool. And sometimes, as we see in this parable, a damned fool. Whether we are rich or poor, each of us will die. And each of us will stand in the judgment as a beggar before God. The good news is that in Christ Jesus, we see that God makes beggars rich. St. Paul writes in verse 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that you might by His poverty become rich. In the fullness of time, our Lord Jesus, the Son of God, set aside His unimaginable wealth and dignity. He was born in our flesh, took on the form of a beggar, a servant. Cast aside, there was no room for Him in the inn. His first bed was a feeding trough for animals. And in His public ministry, Jesus said, Even foxes have their holes, and the birds of the air have their own nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay His head. And finally, His earthly journey came to its destination, Jerusalem. Betrayal, rejection, crucifixion. Hanging naked on a cross, men cast lots for His clothing. He was covered in wounds. But no one offered Him balm or bandages. Not even the dogs came to lick His sores. But He was surrounded by scoffers and mockers, barking their taunts, laughing at His misery. He was thirsty, and they gave Him gall to drink. Rejected by all, deprived of all, He entrusted Himself to God. All this for us. None of us here is worthy to ask or inherit anything before God. Not the rich man, not Lazarus, not you, not me. There is only one who is worthy of riches and inheritance before God. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, 
wealth and wisdom, and might and honor, glory and blessing. And this Jesus, who alone is worthy, shares this inheritance with all poor, sinful beggars who look to Him in faith. When you lack and worry, and fear and weep, look up. Turn your eyes toward heaven, for the inheritance that is Christ is yours. He has purchased for you an everlasting kingdom with His blood. Come, dear beggars, feast sumptuously on His forgiveness. Come wear the fine purple and linen robe of His righteousness. The days of hurting and hungering are almost ended. The feasting and friendship of His everlasting kingdom are almost here. Keep praying. Keep waiting, you beloved beggars. Love your rich neighbors. Help your poor neighbors. For in Christ, you are as rich as Lazarus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.